generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. Hello, Hi. we are Hola. back Tuesday. What is up, everybody? Tuesday night. Is it Tuesday night? It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday night? It's a news at Tuesday night. Yes, it's nerds night. That's right. Nerds into his house. So yeah, we got a holiday every week. Yep. Oh yeah. How, how did you guys enjoy your Labor Day? Oh, it was good. You know? Went to the park. Uh, we made some homemade pizza. We made some homemade funnel cake, and I drafted my fantasy team. So overall, overall good weekend. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, so I was hashtag- pretty. I was pretty chill. I was just resting for the most part. Hashtag Dad Mondays. There we go. We'll call it that. <laughs> yes, nah, they go, they, they go back to school cake. tomorrow. Thank that God. Okay, looked amazing. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need some next time I come over. Oh man, it was great. It was. It was. Uh, we made it. We made funnel cake before, like last week, and we didn't have the. We used the uh, uh, a nozzle, but it wasn't big enough. And then Jack Jackie p- pulled out a piping bag, and it was just top notch. It was great. Nice. We were very happy. So. Let's get into these announcements because we have some great guests in the back who are itching to talk about this, this, this one episode of Doctor Strange. We may get into The Witcher. We may get into The Witcher, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about this episode of What If. We shall but, um, see. Let's get into some announcements. So, announcements, please, guys, subscribe, like, follow. All those 230 that are subscribing to us right now on YouTube. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. I'm still like, there's 230 out? There's so many. <laughs> But no, we thank you guys. Follow us on the Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on um, again. I'm we're trying to be more active too on Twitter, so you may see a couple of little posts on all there. So we are on there. Um, I mean, that's all for announcements. But follow the Medusa's Cascade podcast, which comes out every Saturday. Um, we may have another announcement on because um, working with MLA Entertainment for a nerd special episode where uh, it will be on a Wednesday night live, um, and it's going to be covering one of their cool projects. So I will let we will let you guys know once that gets finalized so that's about it but we got some already comments in that back here yep that metaphor that metaphor like that's the perfect uh <laughs> that's the that's the perfect entrance and segue for the mighty pong oh. right there look he's he's inceptioning the chat oh, he's inceptioning cool. the show we just didn't drop himself welcome from, from the chat episode they, episode four I, means the pong is there that's Do you right. realize how lucky you are? I'm wearing pants. You just pulled me right out of chat, man. You gotta let me know in advance. <laughs> wait, 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 Come wait, on. wait. So does that mean that our pullout game is strong? No, no. Stop. <laughs> stop. Just keep going forward. Just Next go on, forward, no, please. <laughs> You're getting the five finger point right now. Just Next on the list. we want to go back and come from an amazing campaign off an amazing comic that we got to cover, which was Pitter Patter. Give it up for the one, the only Rodney Fike. And up, Rodney. Oh, <laughs> 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 Rodney's like, I'm not coming back here, man. <laughs> love to see it. I threw up a little bit in my mouth when you said that. Oh. Jesus Christ. Man. I couldn't help it. it listen, Pong set it up. That was it. I blame Pong. We'll just say that. Just blame Pong. No, 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 no. It's you. We don't have, you. we need a filter for you, sir. Yeah, exactly. we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't blame guests. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. At the end of the day, like half our guests, that's it. They're the resident Snorlax. That's it. They're here. They know they could walk into the house, walk in, grab a beer from the fridge. That's it. They're more than guests. They're family. The family. Fa- the family. 
That wow. list. Wow. Uh, we did an amazing creative series featuring him. Um, he did some amazing panels too on yes. for and Beyond Con. And again, he's doing some great things with Skullgate Media, the company he co-founded. If you haven't seen the creative series featuring him, go back. This is why you guys subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel because give it up for the one, the only Chris Van Dyke. Hey, hey, welcome back. Hey, welcome back. That's right. We had had Chris in the green room while we had to deal with that nonsense, man. Like, come on. (laughs) Listen, you know it's Tuesday night. I I just, I told you guys in the green room, I'm hooked up on Mexican food and horchata. That's it. I got, I got Chris right now. I'm slacking. I'm here. I'm here with a bottle of water. I'm slacking. Chris, what you got there? What you got? Everybody has some uh, poison tonight. Ah, nice. Ooh, nice. Yeah, That's it. Everybody. I got my Jameson on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, I'm slacking today. My bad. Next yeah. time. <laughs> so let's get into it because we've all sat there. We're drinking our Jameson, our water, um, our juices. We're, we're just ha- ha- um, hocked up on our jata. But um, let's get into Dr. Strange because um, this What If episode was pretty pretty dark. I really, really, yeah. really love this episode. Yeah. This was one of my favorites that is up there. How did you guys feel yeah, about the... Yeah. Oh, man. It was... It's... How did you guys feel... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Because we got to do this for George. My. <laughs> hey, jeez, man. Like, come on. What am I here? I, what am I, I show up Top to liver. do my thing, Top man. Liver, come man. on. <laughs> anyway. No, no respect. No respect. Jeez. Anyway, we <laughs> are talking season one, episode four of What If... Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. As you know, we go all in on spoilers. No two double episodes. We are here. We are there. Doctor Strange's universe is destroyed, friends. Death by heat. It's awful. Tony Stark has died. Doctor Strange and everyone else may be dead. I don't know. But let's get into it. This is a crazy-ass episode. Super dark. Super twist. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, we got we we definitely have some. Definitely felt that I was watching the episode, the Twilight Zone. Thank you. Just want to make sure that it's okay for from the floods. Yeah, we thank you for checking in. We are all good. We appreciate you, Gerald. Now get the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) You can send me a care package, a six pack. But yeah, no. How did you guys feel about the dark tone about this episode? Um, Rodney, we'll lead off with you with this. With uh, how did you feel about this episode? I loved it. I mean, it, it. Finally, we get to see a little Marvel go dark. Um, the uh, the the animations where he was fighting all the demons and stuff. To me, it was like a flashback to being a kid and watching Fantasia. It was de- I thought it was a definite nod to Fantasia. Um, it, I mean, I just loved it. I mean, the animation was beautiful. The style and the graphics and everything was just top notch. And just, I mean, you you kind of knew what was going to happen, but you wanted to see how it was going to happen because. It was just, and everything he kept conjuring is like, oh, that's so and so, oh, that's so and so, oh, that's so and so. So it was like a kaleidoscope of flashbacks of oh, stuff that everybody knows. So it was like, oh man, sweet. So yeah, great. Jarrell saying ghost. And he's coming on the season final because it's like, that's it. That That's Jarrell's like, Jarrell has like a, Jarrell's that guest that has that dent in the couch when he comes to, you know, it fits right there. We always welcome you, Jarrell. <laughs> Right, Arellis is telling you. you Yo, need to keep up, man, what's up, Arellis? Let him know, man. Let him <laughs> no. know. But, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Jarrell in five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Um, the Chris, you're next. How did you feel about the dark tones of this episode? Because again, I love the take and all that. Uh, yeah, that was a who's who when he was bringing out with demons and everything. But how did you feel about this episode too? Dark tones and everything. I loved it. I mean, for me, this is everything that what if is supposed to do. It's 
it really dug deep into the consequences of a decision. And since it's a what if, you can kill the whole universe, and you don't have, to, and you can still come back and play the next day. Um, like I thought it was the strongest because I felt some of the previous episodes didn't lean as much into the what ify side of it. Like episode three was like, what if the Avengers died? It's like actually no, it's how would the Avengers die? It stopped right when we got to the what if part of it. Actually, I wanted to see King Loki and how that was going to play out. So this one I liked. It started right off with the what if scenario, and then actually sort of played out the consequences. Whoop, everyone's dead. Yeah, have a good day. Get out, everybody! Lights turned out forever. Yeah, for real. Pong, we 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 saved you for last on this one because again, you yeah. you you always said it's the fourth episode for you, the fourth episode. Yeah. So please, how did you feel about this episode? So and I there the was episode. no Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, thank God, thank God. No, I, I have I have feeling. Everyone who's watched me on this show before knows I have feelings about Chris Pratt, but I don't. But he was not involved in this episode. Oh my God, it, could, it couldn't even come up organically. <laughs> no. Why would you have to spoon feed it to him? Just let it come up organically, yeah. with Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, he's got he 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 put himself in time out. Dang. Anyway, go ahead, Pong. So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's hear. It. So, so uh, I absolutely love the episode. Um, I uh, I agree with you about the uh, uh, about the darker tone. I did like that. Um, I don't know so much about uh, discounting, but well, not not really discounting, but saying that the other ones didn't really go into much because a lot of it happens in your head in a way. Like the very first episode, if uh, if Tony Stark is basically trading places with, or if Chris Evans, or if Captain America is basically trading places with Iron Man, right? That's going to have all these ramifications down the road. So it's kind of like, yeah. I like that episode because it set my wheels spinning as far as like, oh, what's coming up next? You know, like, like, like how would that feed into this and that into that? Uh, so I like that a lot. But this episode in particular, um, I think it's really interesting. And we'll probably get into this later on, but how the tentacle monster made a, made a, an uh, appearance in two episodes so far yeah and we've got and we've got more there's there was a turnaround in this episode as well but we'll probably get into that later on but um, overall love the episode i mean i i already know how tony and law felt about this episode i think tony you were asked on catch the craze last week because again guys if you check it out last week we were on catch the craze amazing interview go check it out there after the show it's on demand on their channel that but, the um rails. yeah that went off the rails but we kind of gave our uh, opinion i didn't see the episode but i know tony this was one of your favorite episodes right now yes yeah this was uh so this was a uh tuesday night i played destiny till about 2 45 in the morning and then i went to bed and i was like oh wait a second what if is on so i watched this episode uh, in my bed on my phone and i was like holy shit <laughs> at 3 30 in the morning i was like i didn't see this coming like i knew we were getting the dark Doctor Strange because, like, from all the promos, we saw. But like, how it ended—the fact that we got a a dark ending—made this episode so much better. Like, yeah. and it it just made sense for why we had to have that ending because the dark Doctor Strange was a stronger Sorcerer Supreme mm -hmm. than the other Doctor Strange because that Doctor Strange was only two years out of his movie, didn't fight Thanos, didn't really have all of that. So it just. I'm happy with what we got, and I love that we're going down this darker theme, and that we have the cartoon, and they're they have the free reign to just do this, and they're not worried about the perception of the audience in the theater. So even though like I watch I watched this episode and the last I watched all the episodes with my with my kid, with my son, he's seven, and he was like, "Why are all the Avengers dying?" And I had to explain to him. He was like, "All right, cool." And then we watched this. And he was like, "This is really sad." I was like, "Yeah, 
yeah, I know, but it's it's cool that we're able to have that have that conversation with him and like he yeah. sees it. But um, you wouldn't get that in the movies just because the movies have to still keep keep the stakes open. But we can't, we're not able to have that story in the movie theater. Uh, like I don't know if we'll ever see like a super dark thing that like we saw at the end of Infinity War, even though it was so shocking and we knew everyone was going to come back. It was still like, you know, it was still there. So um, I I love it. I'm really excited to see what they do moving forward. I think they need to kind of keep this tone going to up the stakes. It just makes sense. So many branches of a universe, you're going to lose them from hubris of these heroes. And it was cool to see it through Doctor Strange. Law, how did you feel? Yo, this episode, I immediately became one of my favorite episodes. It, it definitely set the pace and tone for what, what if uh, could and should be, I think. Um, I think the other ones were yes, lighter, and um, like you know, like uh, Chris was saying, like, all right, sure, they kind of lean into the what if, but like this was like, this is all or nothing, all the stakes, all the things, um, and I was here for it. Also, like getting to see the Watcher like interact with Strange and and seeing like where he almost wanted to interfere, he it was like. This is one of those times I could and I should, but I can't because that's not my place. And you're just like, but you can. Like, you obviously can. Um, and then also, like, I think, you know, to Tone's point, like, these are the darker tones that we're going to start seeing, I think, in the multiverse of madness. Like, essentially, they're, they're trying to say they're creating a horror movie that's going to be, you know, set in this MCU that, you know, we've established as having darker tones but not really that dark theme that we're we're used to and i think if they're leaning to into it with this what if episode the multiverse of madness is only going to be that much crazier so yeah. i'm here for it i like did that you, you mentioned that go ahead rodney sorry i was gonna ask did anybody while we're talking about how we all liked it did anybody else this was just my take on it but this felt more like a twilight zone episode yeah it did. it did it did it did it was I, like I, it, I think that made it more enjoyable for me because I was just like, wow, this is I kind of feel like do 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 which just oh, yeah. you know, amplified it for me. Well, I like that you point out because they are saying that multiverse of madness is gonna be their first take on horror. And um also to Aurelis, do you think that Strange's ability to hear and sense the watcher was telling us how powerful Strange is? I think it was, which is going to and Larissa says it reminded her of final destination, which again you got that horror sense that Rodney just pointed out. And Cheyenne, Doctor Strange talking to the watcher was compelling, just having little um existential crisis in the midst of um Steven doing desperate was crazy. But um, I want to lead them both like Diane and Aurelis just pointed this out with Strange like talking how powerful he is. There's a fan theory going around about this episode right now about Doctor Strange and what we're seeing in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. And the fan theory is this is that this Doctor Strange that we saw in this episode didn't care about messing with time and messing with stuff. So, And then the fact that he was the one character that we've seen in the MCU's history really interact with the Watcher. Do you think that the Doctor Strange that we're going to get in Far From Home is this Doctor Strange from this universe swapping places with the Stephen Strange from the main MCU. And I want, Chris, I saw you, I go and leave with you with that one, Chris. I, th I mean, it did cross my mind just because, you know, having watched this episode and then seeing the, um, the No Way Home trailer so back to back, and you have this making a very similar decision of I'm going to go back in time and 
change something. Like you know, I don't know, is Spider-Man's being you know name being revealed one of those fixed points in time? I have no idea whether he's tampering with the same level of you know chaos. But right, I mean, I think going back in time to make a change, even one that's so personal to Peter, isn't something I would have expected Doctor Strange to say yes to. And then we had this episode with him all themed around him going back and changing how time played out. So I did think that was an interesting, that that can't be a coincidence that those two things are resonating. I don't know whether that's showing a universe shift or not, but that would be, we have multiverse, how do we even know which, yeah, which, which multiverse strange are we getting in the, in the movie we're going to be seeing? Yeah, and it goes back to, like, again, like, um, what was it? Um, Doctor Strange talking to Watcher was compelling, just having a little existential crisis. The Minister Stephen Desper's crazy, but it um, also showcasing his power and everything. Like he was powerful, that like, he was able to interact with the Watcher in this episode. And I think that leads into more that um, Pong. We'll go into you with that question. Like, do you think that this Doctor Strange that we saw in this is going to be the one we're going to get in Spider-Man: Far From Home that, in some way, probably captured Doctor Strange? You, what do you think with this theory? Well, so I don't think so, and here's why: because <laughs> You'll you'll notice that that uh, uh, what's her name the uh, the ancient one the ancient one comes out and she says no this is a this is a I think she said a fixed point in time I don't know if she said a nexus event do we think she, that, that she said it was a fixed point in time but let's keep in mind that Rachel McAdams the character she plays is alive in the MCU version well, whereas in this for- one. Well, in that uni- in that universe, a- it, that's a fixed point in time. Where in the MCU universe, in our universe, the fixed point in time Let is him Pong getting finish. Let Pong finish. Pong, go ahead. I'm just Pong, explaining the ahead. fixed point in Pong, time. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. Pong. Pong. <laughs> so what's interesting about this? What's interesting about this is that in the MCU, you see, uh, she's li- <laughs> she's alive. He actually breaks his hand, so there was a way out of it the entire time if he just broke his hand instead of her dying. Uh, and and so the fact that the ancient one wasn't able to see that that's kind of interesting. So I do think that this is a different uh, Doctor Strange entirely. Now whether they bleed over or not, whether this one makes it into that one, I don't know. Um, I don't. I would. I would say probably not, because I think they're saving it for a bigger bad or maybe a. I don't know who else would have the same magic power uh, to be able to lock up Doctor Strange. I don't know who else would be able to do that in the MCU that we've seen so far. I don't think well, it's going to well, be this one, though. Aren't they creating... They've they've kind of announced that uh, in Multiverse that Wanda's supposed to be the villain. She's supposed to essentially be the big bad. Wanda could do they, it. They said that that's one of the rumors there, and she is as powerful as Doc um, Strange, but they're saying that's what they were showcasing in um, WandaVision. But Rodney, take it away with that question. I, what do you I think have, of that theory? I... I, I... <laughs> I kind of think that Doctor Strange might be a scroll. We got a hot that is plausible. That's plausible. That's a hot take. That's a plausible theory right there. That's a spicy meatball right there. I, I, I don't know. Have secret invasion coming up. They had when when Pete was talking to him and he said, "Shut up," and he he lost control so quickly. That, to me, that was very un Stephen Strange. He's always in total control. And when that happened, because you know secret invasions coming up at some point, they're gonna people are gonna start acting. Everybody's thinking that it's related to what's coming up and all these other movies and stuff. Nobody's thinking about the scrolls yet. And <laughs> oh, I'm waiting. That early? I'm waiting for that reveal. And I'm gonna be like, ha! Told y'all so. <laughs> 
that's actually. Well, you know, I mean, like, we got I, the scrolls in the other in the other Spider-Man movie. Yeah, well, how would the I like scrolls, take. Yeah. How would the scrolls oh. be able to do magic though? Do they have that ability? They, they, can, they, they could be studying. Uh, do they, 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 they can do whatever. Yeah, like the super scroll, he does all, all the Fantastic Four's powers. He even got Reed's intelligence. So if he can do that, they can do Strange's abilities to talk. Yo, because, okay, here's thing about one, one point that I noticed that really impacted me was everybody's talking about uh, Stephen was able to see. The watcher, but if you remember back, he sensed him first. He was like, and everybody mm-hmm. knew what he was sensing. Yeah. So I don't think that a guy that knows that the watcher was there would be so surprised at his presence. Now, a scroll who's not used to that, who knows he's up to no good and he's fucking with people, if he notices the watcher's oh, behind him, that might scare him, which is what it did to Steven. So just think about that. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Yeah, it's I'm going way out here, but oh, I rocks with damn yeah. Rodney. Just, listen, <laughs> listen, Rodney, you, you just bring you bring you bring the you give the reasons, you give the argument. We're here for it. I'll, we want all the spicy all the spicy meatballs, man. Bring it on. Yo, that was that was that? a very spicy meatball. But I want to give a shout out to Emilio because Emilio, big comic fan right here, comic creator oh, yeah. too of Exodus. Check out his stuff over at Darkfire Press. It's called Exodus. It's comic, but the What If comic book was based upon a different trajectory and different universes happening due to the events that literally could go um, one way or the other. Kudos to those writers. And this What If series, basically, the writers are just changing each universe necessary for each episode. Um, like for example, again, the gunman and the fact that yeah, Stephen was in love with her in this episode and all that. But I like that take on the scroll i didn't think about that and you're right secret invasion is around oh, the corner man. it just it leads with more theories of like what is the mcu do, doing um right now to amp up well, um this universe with these threats and these storylines but right. total law take it away with what do you think about this fan theory and then we'll jump into the next uh, i mean i got i got nothing for the spicy meatball i'm here for it <laughs> I, <wanna see. laughs> I mean i mean it makes sense if we are doing we are doing secret invasion it would make sense that there were you know there were scrolls all the time like it makes it makes sense for them to start to start peppering in a scroll and, and what like we saw in spider-man homecoming Right. Um, so I, I'm, I got I got nothing to say on that, but to talk about the Doctor Strange switcheroo, <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think that this Doctor Strange is vastly different than our MCU Doctor Strange. Uh, the the what if Doctor Strange was able to see the Watcher because all he got all of his power from sucking up all of those beings. Like they really made a point that like he went through uh, a flash mob of mythical creatures that got smaller and big you know from small to huge and then in the middle he noticed the watcher and then he was like all right now i'm gonna go get who we think samagorath i'm gonna get his tentacles because i need a little bit of his power um where this dr strange he's we also have to realize that dr strange is a he's a neurosurgeon right like it takes a specific type of cat to be a neurosurgeon to like super confident super cocky very like and seeing him kind of brush off Wong as in like, I'm not going to listen to you, dude. Like I never listened to you. Like you're my voice of reason. And he never listens to Wong. Like he went to, he learned and he did the thing with the time stone and it just, it all tracks that he's going to work with magic that he's, that maybe he didn't, um, that he didn't, that he didn't, he wasn't proficient in. And also 
He was gonna do that spell right. Peter couldn't keep his damn mouth shut. Like, like it takes to tango to fuck with the earth. And Peter was like, "Oh wait, you know he's being a teenager. Oh wait, no, we're my friends. Oh wait, no." I'm like, he's like, "Yo, shut up, kid. I'm trying to help you." <laughs> so I, I think, which I think it's very Peter Parker. It's also very Tom Holland. I think that's a really great way of making it. It just seems. That just seemed very natural for him to kind of just start bugging uh, Strange in the middle of a spell. So that's why I don't think it's the it's the it's the same it's a, a switcheroo. I think it would be cool if he's part of the villains in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, if he's not, if this Doctor Strange isn't redeemed at the end of What If, because he ends in his little circle in the universe, and we don't know if he's going to be used or not. So if they just leave him there, maybe he's a villain. Um, you know, and I think also looking at Emilio's points and some of the what if stuff, I think like, you know, for the Doctor Strange episode, the big change there is that I think Rachel decides to go with him to the ball. I think he asks her or something in the movie. I haven't seen the movie in forever. And she says no. So like that what if switcheroo is like, what if she says yes? Because he was still going to that event in the movie. It's his hands in the show. After she says yes, it's her it's her life. And in you know, and in, in, in Captain Carter those guys were always there in the, those guys were always there. It was just the fact that the rest of the squad happened to be there when he attempted to right. sabotage everything. So, um, and it's also like very butterfly effecty. Like it's this, these little changes yeah. and then they cascade, which I think is what they try to do. I don't know how they're going to do that with the zombie one. I don't know what little change. Oh, I can't wait. But yeah. the umbrella, uh, cat, umbrella, umbrella. Wesker. So, but yeah, <laughs> no, um, the uh, the the switcheroo Doctor Strange theory that's not on my radar, but I will keep an eye on that scroll theory from Rodney though, because that's a fun. Yes, one. that's it. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. it, that didn't even cross my mind with that one. Law. I'm gonna have to save that in my back pocket for a rainy day when it comes up. And just like, yo, Rodney, you were right. A real Rodney, you were you were close. You were, you know what those cases did not uh, think that, but that's what we do on this show is give the phone, but it blow up when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a number of them happen on the show, but this is probably one of the best ones we've had yet. Uh, not gonna lie, but as far as um, your the theory that you brought up, Sea uh, Bass, I don't know so much as it's that version from that universe that strange that we're going to see so much as in the current MCU the potential that we have for Doctor Strange to become that is probably closer than we what we all think um, I think someone brought up a point where they said Steven hasn't really sh uh, truly been humbled in this, in this MCU you know, timeline yet He's, he's had, like, you know, his hands taken away. Then he got magic. Now he can use his hands again. And, you know, he's had, like, he's had all these things that, like, he just works around and gets his way anyways. You know what I mean? Even, you know, even. I, I said there was a one in a billion chance that I was right. Ooh, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So he hasn't had that chance to really um, face, like, consequences or face, like, like great cost, like you know, what I think like something like being like, oh shit, I just lost something that I could probably never get back. You know what? I'm gonna try to go for it anyways. He hasn't had that in this universe yet, so I think there is a potential that in Multiverse of Madness and or in you know Spider-Man leading into Multiverse of Madness that he shows elements of that. And I would love to see. I'm not familiar with it too too much, but that same arrogant. Uh, somewhat 
morally gray, jaded Doctor Strange uh, starts leading into what we would then see uh, if we get the Illuminati. I know we wouldn't have uh, Tony, but if we got the Illuminati, that would like completely change a lot of things, especially leading into Secret Invasion. It, it would change a lot of things regarding with Hulk and all that, because there's just a lot of Marvel storylines yeah. oh, that involve yeah. the Illuminati right, right there, because there's still characters that we haven't been introduced that are part of Illuminati, and we lost a character that was a member of the Illuminati. Um, but let's get into this next one, because again, Pong, you mentioned it too, with um, Sumagoroth making its second appearance mm-hmm. in this What If series, and... I mean, I'm going to say flat out there, I don't think it's coincidence that we've been introduced to this character twice. This character is potentially um, going to be involved in the multiverse of madness. Do you date that this is also going to be the big bad we're going to get at the very end of this What If series that um, brings on the Guardians of the Multiverse, Pong? Yeah, I do think so. Uh, is that what they're calling the the not exactly Avengers that that we've seen in some of the commercials? The, the, yeah, Guardians that's of the that, that's that's the that's the name I've heard floating around was Guardians of the Multiverse. Guardians of the Multiverse, interesting. Okay, uh, yeah, no, I think that that's probably who they're going to be fighting at the end. If they're not actually fighting the Watcher himself, but that'd be way outside. I don't think that's going to happen. That's uh, a whole strategy, Kyle. Let's see how that plays out. Yeah, no, I don't think that would go so well. Uh, but, uh, I do think though, that it's probably going to be, um, I do think that it probably will be Shumagarath that, that comes out or whatever that creature is in, in this universe that, that ends up fighting, you know, basically whoever's left. I have been looking for, uh, for ties in between things and it doesn't look like they're all the same, right? So like if they were all the same, in other words, you know, maybe we'd see, uh, we would have seen, uh, Chris Evans, an older Chris Evans, or an older Captain America as Iron Man. You know what I'm saying in the in the episode where all the Avengers die. So they're not. It's not in the same universe. They're all different little hunks of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know that if we're that we're gonna get the Shumagrath at the end. I would imagine probably since he's the only big bad that we've seen so far. But yeah, we, we're, yeah. we're still supposed to get um, a story with Ultron too, and all that because Ultron is in the trailers yeah. and on the all on all the posters. But yeah. Chris, you're, ne- you're you're next up with this one. Like, do you think that Sumagroff is going to be the big bad that unites this multiversal universe protecting team, the, mul- the Guardians of the Multiverse? I, I just have to take a quick um, segue to plug my book because I just published a book that has giant tentacles on the cover. So I'm trying to figure out a lot of things for ripping me off. Because I've been working on this for months, and I just see tentacles everywhere. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually Chris's character that's attacking him. That's it. <laughs> and, yeah, a complete unexpected turn of um, events. It ties into my novel. Um, so yeah. So, no, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is leading up to an actual big bad, or if it's more to sort of resonances, sort of more. You know, if you're watching all the episodes, you say, "Ooh, it's a squid again." That's sort of cool. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I haven't read enough online, and I haven't got a sense of whether yeah, this is going to build up to some big, all these different what ifs, leading to some big thing. If so, then probably yeah, some big squid at the end. Um, or if it's just sort of a fun, you know, there's there's big evil squid out there, and if you go through enough multiverses, you're going to run into a big evil squid. So I have, I have a question on on this. Like one thing I was wondering after I finished watching it is. How was this allowed to happen in the first place? Shouldn't the TVA have stopped it? Because well, if Strange destroys the universe, there ain't going to be no He Who Remains. Well, if you notice, 
this is all happening after the, the events of Loki. Of Loki, yeah. yeah. Right. And remember, when Loki returned so, to the TVA, they were all in chaos and trying yeah, to figure out what the hell was going on. Because they just shattered the multiverse, right? That's yeah, so like every, everything is just branching off from the one from the one circle, which is like we're able to have like what ifs happening in different planes of the circle. So like, you oh, know, yeah. even, even in um, what if the Avengers died, all of phase one happened on par up on time up until... Uh, Hank Pym was like, I gotta go crazy because I gotta avenge my daughter. Mm. Right? Like, that's like the one of the few changes. So, like, I think that's how yeah. they're doing it. Like, there are different points on time because everything is on the one uh, circle. So, like, what we're seeing with Avengers uh, with Ultron or with Gamora and the Thanos costume and all that other stuff and everything. So, I think that's how they're... That's why the t- I think the TV is now, like, a non-issue because the sacred timeline is no longer is no longer sacred. Also, <laughs> also, we don't know how many versions of the TVA right now exist because remember when Loki returned, <clears throat> he was in a completely different um, time variant agency. Right. Yeah. So we don't know who's watching who. But yeah. your big Kang the Conqueror statue in the background. So yeah, we got. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. so then Doctor Doctor Strange has annihilated his timeline, but since there's an infinite number one out there, they're all just still going off and branching, and he's off in his own little bubble. Um, but I don't think he's destroyed the entire multiverse. He's just destroyed his little fragment, which couldn't be pruned. He's, no he's just pruned he's yeah. just sitting there alone on a couch, eating popcorn, yeah. wondering <laughs> when the pizza guy is going to get there. Yeah, listening to that but, terrible Justin Bieber song all by himself. And that's when we lose the Bieber fans. Oh, <laughs> Rodney, how, how, do you think that Supergirl is going to be the big bad that uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse are going to fight at the end of this series? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that uh, it's a possibility, but I, my gut says no. My gut says it's 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 just, it's going to be something else that nobody's thinking about. I'm not saying scrolls. Um, <laughs> it's Memphisto. Oh, yeah. I learned. I learned my lesson Memphisto. with that. I, <laughs> I learned my lesson with that. We 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 have a sandwich episode because of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I think it's something that uh, something that you're just gonna drop on us like a, a mic drop thing and like boom, nobody saw it coming. Thanks. See you next season. I. I totally agree with you. When they announced that this was canon, I think that when we get the close of this series, we're going to get a big mic drop. And we're like, oh, because yeah. yeah. they love to do that. They love to do that mm-hmm. shit. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to get into to be a setup for the scrolls because they they plugged uh, Thanos for like 10 years or something like that before he finally showed up. Listen, we, we got they play, a long game. they play a long game with their overarching plot. So, yeah. yeah. And we got buddy Thanos now. I, I want more Buddy Thanos. That's what I want right now. Talking about like how his idea would have worked, but just you know, doing things for better good. Um, but I'm um, sorry with this. I'm going to go into the next question right now because again, it. I want to cover for more with this episode. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into the battle of the Doctor Stranges and how you guys felt about this battle. How did you love the animations with it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? What were some of your takes with this battle? And Rodney, we will leave with you with this one. I, I was just I was I was a kid in a candy store, man. I, I, I mean, I'm literally I'm laying in bed going, 
<laughs> and I'm I'm hitting Tina on the shoulder, going, "Oh!" And she has no idea what's going on or who's who. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, ah!" Oh. She's like, "Stop hitting me!" I'm like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I when this series was announced and I saw preliminary animation from it, I was like, "Eh, this might be something from Marvel I don't like." And then I saw the first episode and I was like, "Holy shit!" This animation is beautiful. Yeah. And I, this was like Loki. I'm looking so forward every week to seeing the next episode. So that, I mean, the, that fight, I was, <laughs> that's just, just keeps piling on, man. Keep, you know, I mean, I, I, where was this shit when 20 years ago when I was, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like my childhood was, I was cheated. <laughs> Marvel was just, you know, in the process of selling their products. Marvel was fighting for bankruptcy about 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. 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 They went off yeah. Spider-Man to Sony, so they yeah. didn't have to yeah. roll up shop. Yeah, I, I, I really feel with this animation because I know for so many years, and this is not a pot shot at DC, but a lot of people used to say, oh, DC is holding it down with animation. And just with this, they didn't spare any expense because if you look at the resume for a lot of the people who um who worked on this series they've worked on some major animations and this has just been beautifully done it's like it's taking like it feels like you're getting pages from a comic book ripped out yeah and they're just animating and they're moving and it's like dude, this is it's fantastic and um again it, it it's just i i i want to see they're going to make an animated <laughs> studio now to handle more animations i want to see what they're going to do now um with further animations and even we're going to get another what if episode but pong how did you do, do did you feel about the animations the doctor strange versus doctor strange battle i mean you know he was fighting himself um, how did you feel yeah i loved it um i i i love the style uh, just like uh, i think i can't remember who it was that said that rodney i think it was uh, that said that they weren't sure if they were gonna like it at first. I was, a, I was a little. Oh, that that was. Yeah, it was that me. was you. That yeah. was you. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like that at first as well. Uh, I was like, I don't know, the anime thing. Mm. And then they said it was, you know, like like you were saying earlier. They said it was canon. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then, you know, but I tell you what, as soon as uh, as soon as uh, uh, what, what was it, Captain Carter? As soon as Captain Carter came out, I was like, oh, 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 well, well then, I'm hooked. I'm staying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I love the the thing. I didn't get all the references. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I was never that deep into the comics. Only the MCU. So I missed a lot of the references. I don't know why he beat up that poor garden gnome at the very beginning of that fight. I don't. I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, come on. He's just, one man he tending to his mushrooms, and next thing you know. It, it it was it was his DNA. It was his time playing DMD. He got attacked. His character got attacked by a garden gnome. That's what it was. Oh, well, that's fair then. Vengeance. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so I, I absolutely loved it. I love the style, and and I'm definitely here for the whole thing. Absolutely. And it, it's funny. I mean, just as when you guys pointed out Captain Carter, it's funny how again we get this light tone where it's similar in the MCU where we had this light tone that started in like Captain America and all that um, with Iron Man at the first phase. And then we started to get these darker tones being added into the MCU, especially when we got to Infinity War and Endgame. We kind of get that with this fourth episode um, with the animation style and everything. But Chris, how did you feel about this Doctor Strange battle? Like, what was your takes from it? The animation style, the, the, the fight scene, everything, the choreography. What was your take on it? I hated it. 
I'm sorry, I gotta break up this monopoly. I loved it too. I mean, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's safe to say everybody. I, um, I mean, I, mean, I would like you know what the Doctor Strange movie did so well was it dealt with that sort of that trippy psychedelic. The way they've done his magic is such a great. It just doesn't visually look like any of the other Marvel movies. And the same thing with the comics. Like, and, and animation just lets you push that even more. Like, you've got that sort of Jack Kirby, you know, absolutely crazy, um, psychedelic almost stuff going on. I mean, I'd love, yeah, I said the same thing with the animation. I wasn't quite sure I wanted to watch an animated Marvel movie. And then I saw the, the original promo. It's like, it looked a little cel shaded. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to get all that sort of modern slick CGI. But like you said, it looked like a comic book come to life. I love it. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole family liked it. Like, my 10-year-old daughter, who's always iffy about Marvel movies, like, she, you know, she loves the show as much as, you know, my wife, my son, and my, you know, my partner do. So, um, yeah, and, you know, I love the battle itself, and I like that, you know, with the darkness, the the stronger Doctor Strange won. You know, and it's the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange that has spent, what is it, 100, 200, however many years in some pocket dimension, you know, sucking up evil, and it's it also... That, yeah, yeah, it was a long, long time. And it's like what I like. This was a. It was the. Or, it shows you sort of how close an origin between a supervillain and a superhero are. And in many ways, the supervillain has the upper hand because they're willing to do those dark things. And you see, like so often in the mar- in the comics or even in the movies, like the villains almost should win. Like there's so many chances, but then the heroes get a little lucky. Plus, you know, all the stuff and it worked out, and we cheer. And this was like, no, the hero, the, the villain, like he was determined. He had a single-minded focus. He dedicated it to it. He had no mercy, and he wiped the floor with the better one. And you're like, yeah, that's sort of how it would go, wouldn't it? I like that take on it because that's that's essentially what it was with, um, what was it, Endgame. The heroes did what they needed to do to make things come um, come back to normal and all or to semblance of normal to defeat Thanos because they didn't do that in Infinity War. They didn't go all out whereas like in that second movie they did and it's the same thing like you said here this Doctor Strange he went all out the, the evil counterpart to achieve his goal and took out his um good side and was like that was I, I like that take and it wasn't a scroll <laughs> law <laughs> tagging you in <laughs> uh i absolutely absolutely loved it it was it was a nice twist uh to see the uh the shift from like oh he went down the dark path oh the other one still exists and then like seeing like you know uh the ancient one come and be like all right you gotta go take care of him and it, it felt like one of those fights i was like eh it doesn't look promising from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. this dude has so many power-ups and so many, like, things that he did. And that same Doctor Strange hasn't fought Thanos, hasn't gone through all the stuff that he went through in, in main MCU, hasn't done all that training. Um, and we all know with, like, magic and mysticism, the more, you know, hours spent, the more powerful you become. So he's looking, he's looking at, you know, with Wong, with all these, you know, charms and spells and all this stuff cast on him. And I'm like... I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna hold up, and it did for a quick second. Like I, I mm-hmm. there was a brief moment where I was like, "Oh man, this could actually no, no, there it is." <laughs> yeah. it, it just went, and I think what they did to Chris's point, like what they did right, was say like this dude was willing to do what he wanted to get, uh, what, what he felt necessary to get what he wanted done, and it was so apparent 
that even after everything was done, he beat the other strain and he brought Rachel back and did all these things. And then all of a sudden, like, he's looking at the watcher, like, well, what can you do? And like, he started, like, it's not until that very last, last, last scene that we get him to go and reflect and go, maybe I shouldn't, like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, like, what, the, you know, at, at what cost? Like, I can't even have this, the one thing that I wanted, even after all the stuff that I did. Like, yeah. you know, it's one of those fights that you you won, but you still end up, you know, coming out with nothing. You still lost. He should so, just broke his hands, I'm telling you. Yes, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, the fight, well done, really well done. It, it also showed uh, what I hope to see in future um Doctor Strange movies and like iterations, like how strong he can be in a fight. Like not just he's you know really powerful and does all these cool things. And we saw it in in Endgame. We saw it a little bit in Infinity War. But like in that really brief, what let's call it five minutes, if that of a scene, we saw some crazy stuff going on, and we're just like, so we're gonna see that live action, right? Because <laughs> I'm here for it. Right, I'm I'm all here for the live action. Is that that the live action fight scenes with Doctor Strange? Tone, take it away. I mean, what is there to be said that hasn't been said? Um, <laughs> I mean, I go into the next topic. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, I'll be very very brief. I kind of agree with everything. You know, I yeah. kind of it, it just very the regular Doctor Strange got washed by evil Doctor Strange just because you know to everyone's point he he put so much time in and like this is a really good story of giving the point of view that everyone thinks they're the hero of their own story, even the villains. And like, you really got that from this Doctor Strange. And we don't, Marvel doesn't really do a really good job of doing it. Like they did it well with Thanos and they did it well with this Doctor Strange. And I'm hoping that they lean more into those stories because it just makes a more compelling story. And you have these gray lines or these moral quandaries that we can have as fans as we're talking about it. Because he is, because there are times when you read fantasy stories and the hero goes and does everything to get whatever they need to get back. And they are crossing gods and they are going through realms and they're doing all this stuff, going through prophecies and just, and they come up on top. And so he probably felt the same way. And it was just, well, yeah, bro, the world doesn't work like that. And you just destroyed <laughs> your entire universe. This isn't, this isn't a Tolkien book. This is yeah. real life. Um, so I, I think it was really cool that they were able to do that and, and the animation and the fight was fantastic. I love the difference in how they use the magics, uh, regular Dr. Strange really focused in on the mystic arts and you got the orange and the symbols where evil Dr. Strange really, fo you really got a lot of red was used for him. And I like how they did that. And even when he became full powered and the eye of Agamotto turned red and all that, they really leaned in on that. So I like that they, the, the changing and how they animated his, his magic style was cool. It wasn't a mirror, which I'm glad they, they didn't do. I, I like that you pointed that out because the last time I think we saw red magic was from Wanda. Do you yeah. think that this doctor yeah. do you guys think that this was a tap into the chaos magic for this Doctor Strange? I mean, I've 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 seen people talk about it, uh, that it's that it's very because you know the colors in magic tend Marvel doesn't use colors, just use colors. And red has always been associated with chaos magic, and essentially he brought chaos to this universe. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, th there's a lot to with this episode that we all loved, and I think we love the fact that we had some great character development. We got a little bit of a Groundhog's Day in this episode with the whole repeating of the death and yeah, all that. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, this uh, uh, hands down, this has been one of the like I like I said, I like the second episode with um, you know, uh, that had Buddy Thanos in it, but this was in terms of giving you that, like how we said, that what if feeling that this was an actual real what if story, that consequence, that that fact of all of all the nuggets that we said today. I think this was one of the best storytellings for 30 minutes, and it within 30 minutes, yeah. but um. We also have The Witcher on the docket because for those who don't know, Witcher was just released on Netflix. And uh, I think it was Powerhouse Studios that did it. Was it? Uh, um, but it's it's a know. it's a Netflix original animation. Um and pretty much it it it, it, it just really lends well to the story. I mean, Rodney, how did you feel? Um, give me your take on the Witcher animation from story to the fight scenes, animation quality, everything. Let's go right ahead. Deep dive into it, brother. I didn't know what I was what I was getting into. I didn't know that it was going to be a prequel. Um, and I, I was I was saying earlier um, that I've only seen the first four episodes of the, of season one. Uh, we never got around to going back and finishing that season, but. This definitely makes me want to go back and, and watch the rest. I'll probably start all over again from the beginning. Um, but I had, a, I, I think we talked earlier, I had a little bit of trouble kind of connecting with the characters at first. Um, but as, as it kept feeding me what was going on, um, and then the animation kept me there um, because I thought the animation was really nice. Um, and, and as it started growing and stuff, and I started, you know, seeing things laying out laid out before me i was like okay i'm a little more interested now i'm a little more interested now and as it kept going i'm like okay okay let's let's see where it goes and then at at, at the very end you get that nice little nugget of draw girl i'm like okay that's that that connects it all together so that, that you just were introduced to his his teacher so okay let's what's next <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I dug it. Yeah, I really dug it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and didn't know what I was getting into, and and I I'm I'm glad I watched it because it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was like a it, it was definitely an action roller coaster too when it came yeah. down to the action and the yeah. sequences. I was like, I mean, um, Tony sent that to me. It was Studio Mirror that did it, and just the quality alone in that animation, how that the fight scenes were just very, very, very fluid. And then, and then it had a really great, strong story too, for it to be, for those who didn't see the series, like you said, you only saw the first few episodes. It was a great standalone story too, which, yeah. you know. And, and the, the the elves and all the, uh, all the magic in the forest and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I haven't watched the last half of the first season, but I don't know if it gets into all that, but I, I was really intrigued by all that. Um, cause I'm, I'm working on, you know, my other series road kill rampage has a lot to do with, uh, evil forest. So <laughs> like I was at school while I was watching this. I was like, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that, but this is a different world. This is fantasy over here. So, so I was dealing with all that too. So <laughs> made it more enjoyable for me. So. And you also got a taste of how the Witchers made, how they were making Witchers here and all that. But um, Pong, I want you to lead into this with the Witcher. Well, so uh, for me personally, it was it was it was really interesting because I thought I knew three things about it. I just Googled it, and it turns out I only knew two things. I knew his name was uh, was Geralt. I knew that it was set in the ye olden times, 
and I thought that taking an arrow in the knee happened in this one. And I just Googled that, and that was totally wrong. That was Skyrim. Skyrim yep. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Skyrim will never die. It's like a, it's like a fucking roach. Yeah, it, it just, it just yeah. keeps coming back. I love, yeah, yeah. I love Skyrim, but I'm just like, yo, please, just stop. Stop. Let we it just go. get six? Let's just get yeah. six. Please. <laughs> well, they have to come together, I mean, because they are, after all, a family. Yeah. <laughs> That's just uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Law has left the chat. Why are you feeding, okay, so. it, why are you feeding into sea bass nonsense? Oh, because it's that's that's good nonsense right there. That's can we, can we not? Nonsense. Can we not? I just I don't want to. So, uh, so that was the sum total of of my knowledge of of uh, the Witcher, and one of them was wrong. So, like, uh, but now with with that context, I loved it. I thought it was a great uh, animated movie. I liked it a lot. It was hard for me to care about, like, I didn't have stakes in it. Like, people that have played the game and people that have watched the, the other Netflix show, I didn't have stakes in it. So I was kind of like, oh, all right. You know, it's like if somebody watches, you know, doesn't watch any of the Marvel movies and then watches, you know, uh, 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 WandaVision, right? I don't know who this lady is. I don't know why they're doing the sitcom. This is weird. I don't know. I got it. A friend of mine like actually quit around the third episode, uh, you know, because he so he missed out. Yeah, <laughs> like I quit around the third episode of WandaVision. But uh, so, yeah, I didn't have stakes in it, but I liked the animation. It was very, very good. Um, yeah, I, good stuff. I, I, I it was the the uh, the end fight was so completely unfair. I have no idea how one could ever possibly defend themselves against someone just basically making you hallucinate everything. And was it just me or did he himself end up killing most of his own people? Yep. That's what, yeah, okay, that is what happened. I thought so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're sorry. Chris hasn't seen it, so Chris is just here. No, Chris is going to oh, Chris, 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 Chris right now. We're, we're sending it to Chris right now. Chris is like, yeah, I'm going to go watch it right now. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Tony Stark is dead and witches make monsters. So, therefore, yeah. The best part is when the shark shows up. So just keep your eyes open for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that was weird. It's a baby shark too. So yeah. Watch it. Sentient oatmeal. Who would have seen that coming? I don't. Num nums. Yeah, weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna slide What's in the box. What's in the box to the next spot because I know uh, Tone's gonna have the hot take as he's. Yeah, and we, we're gonna end it with Tone with this one because Tone so, has a hot correct take. Me, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have a hot take. I enjoy. No, 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 not hot take. But oh, okay. You, but someone has read. You've read the books. Right? I haven't read all the books. I'm reading the first one. Right, so you're reading the books, you've watched the series, and you play the games. I have. I played the one game. The, the Witcher 3. Because the, the, the Witcher 1 has horrible, horrible controls. And I didn't play the, and I didn't play the Witcher 2. It's just one of those. Like, Grand Theft Auto 1. like nobody really played Grand Theft Auto 1. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Grand Theft Auto starts at Grand Theft Auto 3. That's what Grand Theft Auto starts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, the, yeah. and Witcher 3 is just yeah. is so good. You don't need to play the other two games. <laughs> you just oh learn everything I, through context. Like, it's really that good. Anyway. <laughs> right. no, I, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, sold, I sold my copy on eBay because I just couldn't play it. But, but everyone else loved it. So go on. All right. Um, I, I bought the game, I played it, and then I sold it on eBay because I, I didn't like it. But um, I'm, I'm in the You know, I, I gotta say, you're a smart man to sell on eBay than to take that shit to GameStop and get five cents for it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big brain move right there. <laughs> 
like like Roddy and like Pong, I couldn't find myself getting invested at first. Like I wa- I remember watching it the first time, like the first five, ten minutes, I was just like, This feels like Castlevania. And I had to turn off my Castlevania brain. Like I really just had to turn off my Castlevania brain. Um then I I don't know enough about like uh any uh the Witcher lore and history other than what I've been given with um, the series, because I haven't gotten to the game yet. It's on the list amongst any every <laughs> other game that's on my list. Um, but I'm like, all right, you know, let's get into it. Then we get the, like, really dope animation, like, out the gate with that first fight. Um, start to get a little bit of the backstory and lore. And the pacing at first, I was like, all right, they're, they're fleshing out a lot of stuff. Um, but once we get into it, like into the thick of it, it was really, really good time. Um, I, I honestly like it feels like a, a a great standalone movie. Like if you just watched this and didn't really have the need or want to play the games or to really get into um, you know the books or anything, like if you just watched this, you're in for a good time. Yeah. Uh, but this also acts like a very good prequel without feeling like it's a prequel because it, essentially it is a prequel but you won't know that until like you know it and you're like oh this makes so much sense now yeah. okay um so i think you know for you chris like if you're watching this first and then you get into this, to the main series you're in a good place and then eventually you can get into the witcher 3 like uh like <laughs> tone over here so my, my question isn't because i have i have a list of tv shows i want to get around to watching and on the top of them are actually The Witcher and Castlevania. Which one do I watch? Castlevania. 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 I recommend everybody. Okay. Also, also Castlevania finished. So, like, we don't know when right. season it's, two of The Witcher's coming out. Right. Yeah, okay. Castlevania. It's a full four, four seasons. It's 30 minutes. It's fucking fantastic. Animation. Right. And, 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 yeah, yeah, I for a while, and I, I think that's got to be the next one on my And as we were talking... It just keeps getting better and better with each season. Go, Rodney. Oh, where, okay. where, I don't know anything about Castlevania. What? Plug me in. Netflix, Castlevania, oh, Netflix. Powerhouse Castle, Studios. Please, please go watch it. Yes. Yes. You guys, <laughs> good at, you guys like, watch it and give us your honest opinions, your, your reacts. Send us a video. I don't care. Yeah, we need to know because it's so good. You don't, okay. you don't need, you don't need to play the games or anything. You just go in and enjoy it, and that's. I okay, know how cool. we talk about animation quality, fight scene quality, story quality. Yeah. Ca- at Castlevania, put the animation, um, the story, helped put, everything. It helped put Powerhouse out. Studios really on the map yeah. when it came to animation, okay. right. and and. And f- ended, uh, Seabass, right or wrong, it ended on a, like a high. Like yeah. it, didn't, it didn't overextend it. It, all it, it gave, like, it was funny because a lot of people complained that the first season was only four episodes. So they're like, oh, you want more? Gave us season two and they gave us more. And it was well, like. Well, season, but yeah, remember too, it was, a, it was, I'm sure it was a gamble for Netflix because video yeah, game content was. was always never worked. Like, this was such a really good piece of video game content. So they gave them four episodes. And within those four episodes, in that first episode, you're like, I love Belmont. Belmont's amazing. Yeah, I'm here for it. Seriously, uh, the, they established the whole world and, of characters in the first four. Yeah. I mean, that was my main hesitation is the number of TV shows at all, let alone animated shows, based on video games, which are any good, is a pretty small list. But I've heard such good things about it. Um, but so if I haven't played a Castlevania game since Castlevania 2, Simon Belmont's Quest since like 1984, I'll still be okay. Yeah, no, it's really so the the video game nuggets are more of like for the fan, and then you catch it, and it adds more to right. it. 
that's all it is. So like some of the moves, some of the characters do, um, and it's like, oh shit, that's from the game. I remember seeing that, or like how they tie in some of the music, things like that. But the the whole thing, you don't, you don't, you don't really need. You just watch it and you enjoy it for what it is. And and Aaron's Hawks now for a spinoff show. Yes, yeah, it'll be with Richter. I believe yeah. that's what the spinoff show will be. Will be with Richter. And I, I have to say, like as an animated Dracula, this was probably one of the best animated Draculas. I would have to say I've seen on an animated show. You just you 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 love his character. And yeah, you get why you understand and you feel for Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I successfully added a third segment to the show just by um, saying the word Castlevania. Well oh done. yeah, well, well done. done. We're well huge done. fans, huge fans of cool, Castlevania right. here. Yeah. This is this is why Tone is on the soapbox. This is why Tone is on the soapbox. Like he wants Powerhouse Studios to get the rights for Berserk because when you see the 2016 animation of Berserk, it looks harp. Rodney, remember how we were talking about bad animation? Yeah. That you mentioned you, you would not be able to see. Yeah. Put it this way, Cast uh what was it? Uh Berserk, the 2016 animation was in 3D animation, right? And there is a scene when the main character is walking away, but he looks like he's hopping away like one of the South Park characters. Oh, so it's oh. like 1990s Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a rough time. But okay. the animation fight scenes, everything in this, it just like how you say, like we just like her recommended um again the Witcher. If you love the Witcher animation, you would definitely love the fight scenes and everything in Castlevania. Look at cool. this. This is uh -huh. this is the nerd's recommendation hour. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which I'll one of which one of you two are doing the final Witcher thoughts? It uh, was it was I well Seabass, did you give your thoughts at all? My, I'm, I loved it. I fucking loved it. That's it. That's all you're gonna get from me. I fucking loved it. I'm recommended it to people. I'm having people talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't. I'm just, I'm just asking. I don't. I don't recommend that shit. The only More time I recommend. What were you gonna say? Finish that statement. Yeah, I dare you. Say, I, he said I don't recommend bad shit. No, I said the only time I recommend bad shit is when I'm giving it to you and Mike. Um, law. <laughs> I need you guys to watch bad anime with me, man. Yo, thank you. Tone, take it away. <laughs> all right so um i i thoroughly enjoyed it so like i knew coming into this state when they pitched it they were doing a witcher animation it was going to be about vesemir who is uh Geralt's mentor pretty much you know so there is no expectation for what is there to be you have the books but the books are very much for in Geralt's life and everything they produce outside the books is not the author while he loves all of it, does not consider it official canon. So the Witcher games, all that, just not canon. And I think this leads more into the canon of the TV show. So aside from all that, and we are getting Vesemir in season two. So, but I was, I was, def I was definitely here for it. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved how they person personified Vesemir as a Witcher, and you compare him to Geralt as a Witcher because they are vastly two different individuals. Um, and I re read online on, on the Witcher Reddit that people were like, it makes sense why Geralt is so gruff because his mentor was what we saw, if that's if that was him. And they even make nods to in the games about how how Vesemir was when he was younger. So I I really well, like it. Vesemir felt like Trevor. Yeah, he's, he's played by Theo. He's, he was voiced by Theo. So he's... Um, uh, by Theo James, who okay. voiced, who voiced, um, uh, oh my God, he's Hector. in Castlevania. Hector, Hector, he voiced, he voiced Hector in Castlevania. So, um, but but for the first few minutes, it did not feel like you were watching. Trevor, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A Trevor he, variant. He felt it, it felt like Trevor variant, essentially yeah. him and, and all of. But 
I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I, I was, it was cool that they kind of went into the lore of why Karen Warren was no longer there. And I think it's, it's a slightly, they tweaked it slightly because in the books, it's more of humans and the sorceresses. Um, they really let the magic of the witchers really play out because that shit is not like that. He cannot just blow fire out of his hand like a fucking dragon. Uh, it's really more for animation, but like the sword play was really dope. Um, how they did it with the, the potions seeing all the effects i was i was here for I, I would love to see more witcher animation i think we don't get enough of it i think the games are really are really fantastic for the medium and for the story but it's such a that there's such vastness to it there's so much history and lore that you can make whatever you want with the witcher universe and not have to worry about uh Geralt. um just do whatever you want just go just lean in on it because it's 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 got that high fantasy sort of feel to it but the in, the political and intrigue and the backstabbing that people really loved about game of thrones like you've got all of those things in there yeah like the magic is very forefront where in game of thrones magic is not like that so you get like a mix of both so this has been a great episode. I mean, again, we got to touch up a little bit on The Witcher, but I want to do a thank you to each and every one of you guys. Um, you can catch Rodney, Chris, Pong. They, again, did some amazing panels. Rodney did some live drawing, too. Uh, MBOncon, you can go to MBOncon.com to see all of it on demand. All the links are there. So please go back and check that out. Give them the like, follow, subscribe, because these are amazing creators right here. But um, I'm also going to introduce a new segment, The Plug. I want you guys to plug away the projects that you guys are currently working on, anything that you guys are currently working on. I want to give a shout-out for um, Chris. We'll start with you, and then Rodney, and then Pong. That's how we'll go with that sure. order. So, Chris... Um, I, as I mentioned at the top, um, I am the founder and president of Skullgate Media. Um, you can find us online at SkullgateMedia.com. We're a small independent publishing um, collective, um, mainly doing like prose. Uh, we just recently, last week, released our most recent collection um, called In the Wake of the Kraken. In fact, it's so recent that I don't have the actual final version. I still just have the author's proof. Um, um, so this is, it's a series, it's book three, it says volume three at the top, it's an anthology series where we bring authors together and then we create a shared world um, and then tell stories set in it. So I still like to say we've got, um, it's a role-playing game with 24 dungeon masters and no PCs, um, or it's we're writing fan fiction for a world that we just made up. Um, so in here, um, you know, you've got um, 24 authors writing 24 different stories all in, in this case, it is pirate-themed um, but it's called Pirates of the Multiverse. Um, so you've got um, you've got steampunk, fantasy, um, space, and traditional pirate stories, um, all of again an original sort of shared world. And we are currently um, recruiting for the next volume right now. So if you are interested in Urban Fay and you're listening to this, um, you can go to yearbetween.com and apply to join our upcoming Urban Fay book. We're going to be again getting a group of 24 writers together. We sort of have a premise of sort of this alternate world history where a an island like Brigadoon appears off the coast of America in 1680 um, um, and becomes the 14th colony, except it's also connected to Feyland. Um, and so we are going to be creating an alternative timeline together as a group. We play a, we play a collective game over a week and a half using email and Google Docs um, storytelling game where we create a shared timeline and then everyone's going to write a story set in that new timeline. So if that sounds interesting to you, um, check out yearbetween.com, and you could actually possibly join us as one of the writers on that book. Um, and you can also check out, we have about five books out right now. Again, it's yearbetween.com. They're all available um, through print on demand on Amazon or through your local bookstore if you want to go in and request any of them. 
I think I got some recommendations for that. Yeah. (laughs) Rodney, you're up. All right. Uh, I am. uh, You can find me at Haslam.com. It's all things Haslam, everything that we're working on. But currently, we are working on putting together the Kickstarter for Roadkill Rampage um, issue three, issue two, issue two. Um, We just finished. we're wrapping up everything for pitter patter issues one and two Kickstarter wrapped up about a month ago and we're working on the books. Uh, last book is in the lettering stage. So that's very, very uh, close to being ready to get out to the fans and everybody who backed it. So yeah, working on a Roku rampage and pitter patter, uh, writing a script for issue three of Roku rampage right now. Um, as soon as that's done, I'm hopping on the script for pitter patter issue three. Um, you can catch me and Sean Forney every Thursday and Friday night for on Thursday night throwdown or Friday night draw, where we do basically what we're doing here, but we draw, um, and we are we work on commissions and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, that's what we do. So that's what I'm working on right now. Awesome, man. Cool. Okay, okay. And when you get that Kickstarter, please send me the commercial so we can play it for you, bro. Absolutely. Pong, take it away. What are you doing, brother? Come on. Oh, man. Give that plug. So, uh, oh, I, I got that plug. So every single uh, uh, Monday and Friday night, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash sin shop. <laughs> and if you're asking yourself, what is a sin shop? It's a maker hackerspace located in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, where we offer the tools and equipment that you can use to make anything you can think of. Uh, Sinshop.org is the place to go for information on that. And uh, if you'd like to, if you're in the Vegas area and you'd like to stop by or you'd like to come help us uh, rebuild our brand new location, uh, you can join our Discord at sinshop.org forward slash Discord. And uh, also, if you would like to see our uh, our panel from the actual, uh, from Indion, I just threw a link to it in the uh, YouTube chat right there. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, coming up on uh, uh, very soon in the not-too-distant future, we are going to have live Las Vegas robot fights. Uh, these are going to be like the smaller ones that, that people can actually come in, you know, like, like, you know, uh, there's just like three pounders and uh, 30 pounders. So they're not a huge outlay of money like the big ones are. Uh, and it's a lot more accessible for people to, to join and actually do robot combat without dropping multiple thousands of dollars. So but it's going to be a great time. Uh, again, that's twitch.tv forward slash sin shop, S-Y-N-S-H-O-P. Guys heard it, so that was the plug. Again, support all these guys' projects, support them, give them the like, the follows, the subscribes that they deserve because they're always creating amazing content, and we're always happy to have you guys on um, and blessed to have you guys on. Again, this has been another amazing episode, Nerds Around. Thank you guys for coming on. This has been your boy, Sebastian. You're Lord, muted. You're muted. Womp, womp. Damn it. I was so good. <laughs> it's your boy, Law. Take Anybody two. Tone from across the hall. <laughs> hey, you want to know what it was? That was Stephen Strange muting you. There you go. Okay. <laughs> You're a scroll. Aren't right, you? guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was Memphisto. Memphisto. Peace.